Welcome back to episode 10 of the Ice Bath Sports Podcast. I'm Griff. I'm Matt, and I really can't believe that it's already episode 10. I know, neither can I. It feels like we just started doing this, and we're already uh, almost two... No, we are. We're over two months Over two months. Yeah. Wow. Um, We're almost through the honeymoon stage of the podcast. (laughs) We're at... uh, Yeah, so we're episode 10, um, coming off week number eight, um, going into week nine now. And we have quite a few headlines from week eight. Um, a lot of a lot of scoring. Yes. For, for a lot of teams. Um, lots, so, lots sorry, of Raiders, you didn't score much or at <laughs> or all. Or at all. <laughs> um, but yeah, some of the headlines. We had we had all, quite a few hat tricks around the league. A lot of guys putting up three touchdowns. Um, we had De- Deontay Foreman first off. That was kind of the surprising one. I accidentally benched him in one league. Completely meant to start him. I threw my flex over Michael Pittman. I was like, oh, this is going to be a little bold, a little bold take. And it paid off. Yeah. Foreman threw me up like over 30 points in my flex, which was which was pretty sick. Um, he wasn't the only guy that had a, a hat trick, though. No, we had quite a few more. We had the uh, triple threat. Christian McCaffrey had a yeah. passing, receiving, and rushing touchdown. First time that's been done since 2005 by Ladanian Tomlinson. Tomlinson. LT. When you're in company with LT, it's pretty good company. Um, CMC is just looking great. I, this was just the perfect fit for him, and I think that with uh, with CMC in there, I think the 49ers are one of the three best teams in the NFC. Yeah, um, I'd say I'd give you top five. I don't know about top three. Um, I, honestly, I think the NFC comes down to Philly, Dallas, and San Fran. Yeah, definitely nobody in the NFC South at the moment. No. Uh, no, no. I mean, speaking of the NFC South, Alvin Kamara, another another guy with yes. a hat trick. But um, uh, Minnesota, I think you got to put up there. Um, yeah, we'll get a little more into Minnesota a little later on. Yep. Uh, but the Niners, I, I mean, they're probably the best team in their division right now. Seattle mm-hmm. might, you know, uh, sneak into the playoffs, but I don't think they're going to go anywhere. Uh, I think I think you're right. I think top five for sure. Top three, debatably. Yeah, I I think so. They're definitely a top five team in the NFC, and I I think you could definitely argue top three. I, the the offense is just really good, and Christian McCaffrey just makes that team so much better now. Well, yeah, and like we had said last week on the podcast, uh, if anybody's going to be able to utilize the skill set that Christian McCaffrey Kyle brings Shanahan. to the table, it's yeah, Kyle Shanahan. So, um, uh, you know, dice bath podcast being right yet again. Yeah, uh, you know. Death taxes. So and we, ice bath is right. We're, um, so we already talked about Alvin Kamara had a really nice game. Um, another one, AJ Brown. Yes, my boy AJ Brown. Uh, he is having a phenomenal season. He's sixth in receiving yards uh, in the league, and he himself has more receiving yards than all of the Tennessee Titans wide receivers combined. I mean, that doesn't surprise me. That offense just runs through Derrick Henry now that they have nobody at receiver. Um, but yeah, AJ Brown's put together a really, really nice year. Yeah. Um, another guy in the same division in the NFC East put up three scores, and that was Tony Pollard. Um, well, Zeke Zeke was injured, so um, you know he, he he I think might have lost his job. But we'll, we'll talk about that in a little bit. Well, let's um, talk about it right now. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. After the three uh, touchdown performance from Tony Pollard, he had 131 yards on only 14 carries. He's been really, really efficient. Right. Um, but Jerry Jones came out in his press conference and played some coach. He played the coach role and said, uh, we, we go when Zeke goes and he's standing by Zeke as the starting running back. I don't know 
how well one he doesn't he doesn't get to make that call. It's Jerry Jones. Yeah, he likes to play doctor when Dak gets hurt. Um, he likes to play coach when uh, when it comes to Zeke, and when it comes to draft time, he likes to play scout. He's a, he's a man of many talents. I, I honestly, and winning Super Bowls isn't one of them. So Ezekiel Elliott must have some sort of dirt on Jerry Jones. Like he's got to yes. have naked pictures of him or something <laughs> that he's holding over his head because the fact that they traded away Amari Cooper in the offseason mm-hmm. because of his contract, you're paying uh, Zeke $18 million and he hasn't even been the, the most productive running back on that team. And you're still vouching for him. Like, I, yeah. I, I don't understand why. I mean, my thing is, what else does Tony Pollard have to do at this point? I mean, Pollard's even, been doing this for two years now. Even when they're both active, Tony Pollard is a more explosive runner and just looks better. The team, the offense is much better when Tony Pollard is in the game. Granted, right. Zeke's great, great pass blocking back, mm-hmm. but you can't just start a guy because of that. No, no, you, I mean, absolutely not. And Zeke, what, I mean, Zeke is not. Uh, you know, useful in the receiving game either. T- Tony Pollard has right. that that uh, aspect to him, so it just it doesn't make sense. And like I was saying before, this is the second year that Tony Pollard's been doing this. Yeah, you know, there there was a reason that Tony Pollard's ADP was so high going into this year because everybody thought he was going to be the more you know efficient back like he's been o- over Zeke, and that's why Zeke had had fallen so far. But the fact that Jerry Jones is still backing him up uh, makes yeah, no sense. It, it doesn't make sense to me either. Tony Pollard should be the starter. Um, speaking of starters, your two quarterbacks are struggling. Yeah. Um, if you want to see how bad they're struggling, just go watch highlights from the Patriots and Jets game from Sunday. Um, yeah, you had to endure that, huh? Pretty much sums it up. Thankfully, I was not around on Sunday, so I didn't watch any of the game. Um, <laughs> but, you know, Mac Jones looks really, really bad. Zach Wilson is looking terrible. He's inefficient. Trevor Lawrence just keeps throwing to the other team. Uh, Davis Mills just been very ineffective. But you know, you know who has looked good. You know who's looked good the last four weeks, especially is Justin Fields. He's taking huge, huge strides, and I think a lot of it has to do with the coaching. Um, right. You know, using Justin Fields as a runner, these running quarterbacks nowadays. Um, well, I mean, yeah, that's you, what the league's in, involved into. Now. Not only evolved that. Into. Not only that. It's a guy that wasn't really established as a passer coming into the league, anyways. But having that ability to extend plays with his legs. Um, over time, that's going to help him develop passing because you you have you have uh, linebackers that have to step down. You're going to have safeties start stepping down. Right. And if you take the time in practice and through the off season and all of that to develop as a passer, your legs are going to be there. Justin Fields is a great athlete. Well, we've seen it. We've seen it so far this season with Jalen Hurts. Yes. Jalen Hurts has gotten better every year that he's been in the league, and. He was one of these guys that was an athlete coming in, just like Justin Fields. He relied heavily on the usage of his legs to, to escape plays. It was first read, then run. Uh, now that we're seeing Jalen Hurts uh, kind of develop a lot a lot as a passer, uh, and he's not really relying as much of his on his legs uh, as he used to, but right. he's using it more so as just a dual-throat ability that if it's uh, you know a part of the play, then he's, he's taking advantage of it. But he, he's not tucking and running it every play you know, if something's not there. He's he's actually focused on his passing ability, and that's something that Justin Fields um, kind of has the, the opportunity to do as well, like you're, you're saying. Yeah, not only Jalen Hurts, look at Lamar Jackson. Right. When Lamar first came into the league, everyone was just talking about how he's a running back, but now he's really established himself as a great passer. Right. 
Um, it, the way defenses play now, we got a, this year especially, we've had a lot of too high safety. So they're they're defending against that big play. You don't mm-hmm. need Justin Fields to make the big plays. You just need him to be effective enough. And we'll talk uh, a little more in a few about why I think he'll be uh, – I, I honestly think Justin Fields is a top 12, pushing top 10 fantasy quarterback for the rest of the season. Wow. That's that's – Actually, that's not that bold of a take. If you were to say just top twelve quarterback in general, no, 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 I, I, no, no. I, I would have think quarterback would have thought you. Were, he's you know, he's crazy, ranked but. he's ranked I believe number ten right now or ten or twelve. He's inside the top twelve. He's at a QB one range right now. Yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there. Uh, but right now, uh, Cincinnati Bengals. What, what happened? happened? Uh, <laughs> how you lose to the Cleveland Browns? Uh, um, <laughs> Another primetime game. Yeah. Another disappointment. Um, the game last night was very sloppy, uh, mainly from the Bengals uh, side of things. And it's, it wasn't that fun to watch, especially when your uh, bets are all placed heavily on the Bengals like mine. And I live bet them too. Right after the first score, I live bet them. I thought it was a lock. It was not. Yeah. yeah I, uh, listen, I'm not sure if Jamar Chase makes that much of an impact, but it sure seemed like he did last night. You know, they, they really missed him uh, in that vertical, you know, game. Uh, and Joe Burrow was under constant pressure uh, and just not holding on to the ball too long. Um, Mixon also was very inefficient. You know, he'd get the ball in his hands and he would go a couple yards. Yeah. You know, like he it was like dump off pass to Joe Mixon, two, three yards. And it seemed like that was happening every other play. I, I think we need to stop the narrative that Joe Mixon is a top 10 back in the league, not even fantasy-wise. I think he's been very, very overrated. I, I know the the O-line isn't very good from the Bengals, but Joe Mixon has been very effective. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he has. For a majority of the games this year, he's averaging right around three yards a carry. Um, he's had fantasy value because they've been using him more in the passing game. But right. as a runner, he has not been good at all. No, no, I mean... And- Again, his his fancy production's been there, but right, it, 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 the, he has a lot higher of a ceiling that he's just not reaching. It's like he ha- he has this this high floor, and he's meeting that high floor every game in in terms of fantasy fantasy production. But he's he's not you know having these 25, 30 point games like a lot of other running backs that we're seeing are. He's only ran for over eighty yards once, and that was week one. He had. And he was averaging three yards a carry on that. He had 27 carries for 82 yards. Um, his next biggest game was 14 for 78. And outside of that, he hasn't. He's broke 60 yards once. He's just not looking good as a runner. Yeah. Um. And they were supposed to have improved that offensive line over the offseason, and it just does not look that great. No, it does not. Um. Let's talk about the trade deadline real quick. Okay. We, we've yeah. had some big moves. Uh, especially one we, that was just announced, like. A couple minutes ago, uh, William Jackson was traded to the, the Steelers. Oh, was he? Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, I, it I did not really even have, see that. Did, does not really have that, you know, many implications on anything because both the Steelers and Commanders aren't really going anywhere this season. But it, I felt it was well, worth noting. This one's interesting to me because last year William Jackson signed a forty million dollar extension, and the Commanders were saying that uh, if they couldn't find a trade partner for him, they're going to release. They're going to release him. Yeah. So I'm not. Sure, I'm, I didn't look to see what they got for him. I just I know it happened. That is a uh, that is quite an interesting trade for the Steelers. I think that's a, a nice pickup for the secondary. Um, they've they've needed a they needed a corner. Yeah, 
Yeah, for sure. I mean, especially after last game, you allowed three touchdowns, A.J. Brown, and he was getting double covered. Yeah. Uh, trying like, to see if I could find uh, what the package was. I, A.J. I Brown has that explosive yet. game, and he's getting double covered, and, and you know it really exposed their cornerbacks. And I, I think that getting a guy like William Jackson is really going to bolster that secondary. Uh, but that's not the only trade that the Steelers have made. Uh, as earlier, they uh, traded away Trace Claypool. Uh, yeah. to the Chicago Bears for a second-round pick. And I think this segues into what we were saying earlier about how, you know, Justin Fields is going to be I love this for Justin Fields. going forward. I, I do love this for Justin Fields because, I I, uh, I mean, you look at his receiving core, outside of Darnell Mooney, he doesn't really have anything. Mm-hmm. You've got Vilas Jones, who's like a 30-year-old rookie. Um, yeah. I think Claypool is a great fit for this offense. And I think Claypool – I mean, this is a better situation for Claypool – Yep. Fields has been better than Pickett. Um, he's also probably the number one now. I mean, him and Mooney are both 1A, 1B, well, I now, guess. Now but... you have two guys that you can, you know, you can sling it downfield right. to. Two guys that can extend the field. You got Chase Claypool, who, you know, with that possession catch, he's 6'4", yeah. and, I mean, he, he can jump up and high point that ball. But you also have Darnell Mooney, who has that bla- blazing fast speed. And, uh, you know, just a great compliment for that receiving core. Darnell Mooney is also very good at high-pointing the football, so this could open up a lot of opportunity for big plays downfield, whether it's Mooney or Claypool. Um, But But that also adds the threat of, you know, Justin Fields out of the backfield. Once you're able to stretch the field, then all of a sudden – if your your run game is going to Well, so that's like what I was talking about vastly. before. If you're if you're able to stretch the field like that and you're forcing these teams to play two eye safety, mm-hmm. um that's going to open up a lot of running opportunities for Justin Fields. That's why I think Justin Fields' value is probably a top 10 fantasy quarterback right now. I I buy into that 100%. Um, I mean, going into the season alone, you had that that rushing ability that that kind of made him a top tier quarterback. Yeah. But now the fact that he has a, a weapon and, and he's going to kind of improve a little bit in the passing game, it's a dangerous combination. It is. Um, so we also had another trade today. Well, we were recording this on the day of the trade deadline, so obviously yeah, some trades of these are coming, coming in. Left and right. uh, before we get into it, it, it seems like the Steelers Commanders trade is uh, they're going to be swapping late round future picks for William Jackson. Yeah, I mean, I didn't. So it was pretty much for it was pretty much Jackson for nothing. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't think they were going to get much, especially since yeah. they came out and were like, "Yeah, we're going to release him if nobody trades right. for him." Um, I mean, they're lucky to have gotten something out of it. But uh, T.J. Hawkinson got traded to the Minnesota Vikings. For a second and a third, but Minnesota's also giving back two fourths. One's going to be a conditional fifth. Yep. Um, I think this is a huge trade for Hawkins. Or, well, not for Hawkinson. Well, well for Hawkinson, actually. But uh, For both teams. For, for Minnesota, I think um, Minnesota's going to benefit a lot. It came out right after that Irv Smith is going to be out eight to ten weeks with a high ankle sprain. Yeah. Which would probably, to me, it seems like he's going to get the surgery for it. Yeah. Um, you're yeah. not going to miss that much time if you're not getting the surgery. Um, but, man, look at this offense. you got Jefferson. You've got Thielen, you've got Hawkinson, Hawkinson, you've got Cook, you've got Madison, and Kirk Cousins. Yeah, which, who, as long as you're not playing we- a primetime game. He's, as long as you're not playing good. in a primetime game, but with, I mean, with these weapons, there's no reason why this offense shouldn't be putting up 30 points a game. Well, yeah, and, and I mean, Irv Smith was kind of just a guy yes. going in, going into, uh, you know, so, so far this season, but now you have TJ Hawkinson, who's a playmaker at tight end. You have... Two playmakers at receiver in, in Thielen right. and Jefferson. You have a playmaker in the backfield at, in Dalvin Cook, and you have Kirk Cousins, who's a, a, a game manager, maybe slightly better than that. I think he's yeah, he's slightly better than a game manager. I mean, he's got the weapons though. 
But they were they were six and one prior to this trade, and then you add another playmaker. Um. Um. Oh wow. Uh, Bradley Chubb is going to the Dolphins for a 2023 first round pick. Wow, that's a game changer. Uh, if I'm oh a Jets fan, I'm scared. My. If I'm a Bills fan, I'm eh, not scared. Not that scared because you're the Bills. Ooh. Yeah, this one just happened. Like wow. we're in the middle of talking about the trade. So recording on the trade deadline is uh, I I mean it's ideal for a pod, but it's also not ideal because we're missing these right as they come in. Um, right. Yeah. Chubb is going to Miami for at least a 2023 first round pick, which would be San Francisco's pick because Miami does not have theirs anymore. That's right. That's right. Wow. So, so I mean, that, that's, I, I think that you're overpaying a little bit for Bradley Chubb there. Um, I mean, you got a young pass rusher, but Chubb hasn't really lived up to that first round potential in my opinion. Uh, but it does help the the Dolphins' defense because they really needed an improvement in the pass rush. Yeah, you have him and him and uh, Melvin Ingram now. Yeah, and Melvin Ingram was having himself a nice little yeah. season. I, Chubb's looked pretty good. I think he has what six, six, six and a half sacks this year so far. He's, Something like that. He's yeah, been pretty solid. Um, yeah, that's a huge move for the Dolphins. And and it goes to show that the Broncos might be folding it in for the season. In my yeah. opinion, if if you're gonna rid of one of your star pass rushers, uh, you're definitely not in any place to really contend at the moment i mean you're coming off a win yeah but you beat the jaguars yeah i mean in, in my opinion that's not really something to, to write home about but um uh, that's not the only defensive uh player that was that was traded recently we also had roquan smith to baltimore he did for a second and a fifth that that bolsters baltimore's defense a lot i mean you have patrick queen and roquan smith now yes. that's pretty scary yeah and you're getting David Ojabo back now. And David Ojabo's coming back. Yep. And, I mean, they've, they've already looked pretty decent on defense. And now you add Roquan Smith, yeah. who leads the league in tackles. Yeah, I, I wanted Roquan on the Jets really bad. But, uh, yeah, Roquan, I think this is a great fit for him. 100%. If anybody's going to utilize Roquan Smith to the best of his abilities, it's Baltimore. Baltimore has always really um, gotten the, the most out of their linebackers. Yeah. All right, um, let's jump into some Week 9 picks. Um, we will keep you guys updated if there's anything going on just to get our takes on trades. Uh, I've got Ian Rappaport's Twitter open over here just in case. Um, last week, we both went 10-5, and five, bringing us two records. Uh, you are 72-50-1. I am 71-51-1. Two very good months. records. You still got me by one game. Hey, that might change this week as we have a couple We have a couple different, different ones, yeah. Uh, the first game, my Philadelphia Eagles are in Houston. Um, the second most important Philly-Houston game this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> yep. And uh, I have I have Philly. I mean, they're what thirteen and a half point favorites. How can you? Not, yeah. How can you not it, take Philly? It just right now here? clicked with me that it's Philly-Houston while the World Series is going on. I didn't even realize that until you said it. Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean Philly all day here. Uh, I think this is I think this is a blowout. Yeah, Houston's. About, I mean, they're going to trade Brandon Cooks any minute. And that's the one I'm waiting for next. Yeah. I, I honestly, I think it's going to be the Packers. I think, yeah, it's be, either Packers or Rams for me. I think. I, I think he ends up in green Bay. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, Philly all day. Next yeah. game, we have the chargers at Atlanta. Now this was a tough one for me just because the chargers are known to blow games like this. Yeah. And Atlanta is known to come through in games like this. Uh, and although my guts tell me Atlanta, my Brains telling me the Chargers. I got to go LEC here. Yeah, I'm going with the Chargers as well. Um, 
you know, Keenan Allen's back. They're coming off a bye. Right. They're coming off a bye, right? Yeah. They're coming off a bye. Yeah, they're coming and off Keenan a bye. Allen's Keenan back. Allen's back. Mike Williams is probably going to be back and healthy. Um, Mike Williams is not back. He's not. No, he he's out for the next couple of weeks. Is he? Yeah, he has a really bad high ankle sprain. Oh, I thought I saw that he was playing. Uh, yeah. Last time I looked, he was out for a little while. Oh, four weeks. Never mind. Yeah. So I mean, they they're getting Keenan Allen back. Austin Eckler without, just looked really good. They're without Mike Williams. Yeah. Austin Eckler's just that threat. I think uh, Austin Eckler is the difference maker in this game against Atlanta. We got. Uh, Mike. I, I can see it, especially since Atlanta just uh, they just gave up all that that um, rushing production to Dante Foreman. Right. So I, I could definitely see a big game out of Austin Eckler. Yep. Speaking of Miami from before, uh, they're going in. They're in Chicago. They are. Um, I'm going with Miami here. You know, Bradley Chubb's gonna have a couple sacks. I, I'm not sure Chubb will play this game. He'll uh, play a little bit, probably not much. Yeah, yeah, it might be a McCaffrey type deal where, right. where they have a couple plays for him. You know, maybe throw him in on a blitz or two. But uh, Chicago, I just they're they're, they're that mid tier right now. They're not too too great, but they're they're gonna win some games. Right. Uh, they're a lot better than I thought they were gonna be this year. 100%. Justin Fields is a lot better than I thought he was gonna be this year. He um, needed to be because if he, he wasn't, be, yeah. he was not going to have a job. And I think what he's done now is showing the team he could be their quarterback of the future, and he will be here next year. Absolutely. But um, I, I still got Miami. I got Miami as well. We got Carolina at Cincinnati. Who Cincinnati, without Jamar Chase, as we said before, not really looking too hot. Uh, but Carolina, under P.J. Walker, is – staying in games pj walker has been a very very solid quarterback they're doing things that they could not do with baker mayfield which is opening up opportunity in the run game yeah yeah. um but it's opening up a lot of opportunity in the run game he's he's been able to move chains i i know his completion percentage isn't really all there right now but if you could keep moving the chains and get get the ball in the hands of your playmakers he's been getting the ball to dj Moore. Right, and that's um, something Baker Mayfield can do. Right. Um, that being said, I'm going with Cincinnati at home in this one. Yeah, uh, I think this is a huge bounce back game for Cincy. You you lose a, a brutal, brutal divisional matchup against Cleveland. You get kind of embarrassed. Um, Carolina. I I don't know what, if Brian Burns is going to get traded or not. Probably not. But. Uh, aside from him, that's all they really have in the pass rush. If they're yeah. able to contain Brian Burns, this should be an easy, easy game for Cincinnati to win. Give me Cincy here. Yep. Green Bay at Detroit. Green Bay has just not been good. They have um, not been good. Um, but they're they're still gonna contend. I I, I think at the end of the day they're gonna get their their stuff together, and I think they're gonna contend. This is a game that they need to win. You know, it's a divisional game. You're in Detroit. They traditionally, you know, own Detroit. Uh, give me Green Bay here. This is a get-right game for them. I'm going with Detroit here. Um, you know, I, I just don't think this is the season for Green Bay. I think they f- they're going to be pressing a lot, knowing that this is a must-win game. Mm-hmm. Um, Detroit looked really good against Miami until they didn't. They just kind of choked it away, but they, they had quite a big lead for a little while. The offense looked pretty good. Um, Jamal Williams looked really good. And I think this is another big Jamal Williams day. And I think it's the Jamal Williams revenge game against his former team. Um, I think the difference maker here is going to be if Detroit can stop the run. But 
Detroit uh, has one of the worst defense, if not the worst defense in the league right now. And uh, Green Bay has started to feed Aaron Jones a little more. Uh, you know, I chalk last week up, you know, that loss to being against Buffalo. Um, but I think right. they're they're st- they're starting to turn their their game plan around a little bit. They're they're going to convert more to a run heavy offense. You have to at this point, like people thought they were going to start the season, and uh, you know they're starting to embrace that run first mentality, and they're going to do that here. You know, you get Aaron Jones twenty plus carries, and they're winning this game easily, in my opinion. Okay, that is one of them that we differ on. I'm going. Uh, so we got Indianapolis at New England. Indy I'm, looked bad. Yeah, they did. Um, but again, ugh, this season's been so weird just because there's been so many teams that, you know, come out one week and just look great. And then the next week they, they come out and they, they just look flat and they look awful. Like there's, there's has not been much consistency aside from like the top, like three or four teams. No, that's very true. Um, so it's hard to get a read on a team like New England. Or a team like Indianapolis. Yeah, I think for uh, New England, I think the difference maker is just for Madre Stevenson. He's just been really, really good. Um, and I think Stevenson has a huge day, and I think New England wins by a score. I also took New England, but uh, this is one of those games where I re- I'm really on the fence. Um, again, I kind of want to go Colts because uh, they just fired their offensive coordinator. Frank yeah. Reich is going to be taking play calling duties from here on out. I originally had New England. I'm going to switch right now. Give me Indianapolis. Uh, just because I think they're going to have a spark from ch- you know changing uh, offensive coordinators. And uh, Sam Mellinger, I mean, the, he he looked better than Matt Ryan, in my opinion, last week. It's kind of hard to look worse than Matt Ryan. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. But, but Sam Mellinger had something that Matt Ryan lacked, and that was mobility. Yes. And... Sam Alger was able to extend play something Matt Ryan could not do. And, you know, with the offensive line being as poor in pass protection as it's been this year, uh, I think that's that's going to be a vital aspect of quarterback play for whoever's manning it at Indianapolis. Um, and I, just, I think they're going to have a spark here with, with Frank Wright calling the plays. Give me Indianapolis. All right. Change of heart. We got Buffalo at my Jets. Um, yeah. Is Zach Wilson starting? I mean, he has to. <laughs> Give me Joe Flacco's not even our backup anymore. Mike, Mike White was named the backup now. And, and this team's just all over the place, man. It, we're five and three, and it feels like we're like, oh, and, or it feels like we're like one and seven. It's just like I, I was up here, and now I'm just down here. We're, get, we're getting killed this week by Buffalo. Like this, we might lose by 40. And uh, Tredavious White might be back this game too. I don't care who's playing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm just pointing it out. You could pick up kids from a Buffalo high school and they'll intercept Zach Wilson at this point. He just, he doesn't throw the ball. Away. I don't know if you saw the play where he just didn't Which throw one? it away. Oh yeah, no, I saw that oh, one where he literally God. forced it on the sidelines. Yes. Yeah, that was that was rough. Um, give me, give me Buffalo by twenty five plus. That was pretty rough. Give me Buff Buffalo. Yeah, Buffalo by twenty five plus in this one. <laughs> Uh, and then we got Minnesota at Washington. Washington coming off a win, but it is Minnesota. Yeah. Uh, Washington did get a, a little bit of a spark under Heineke, though. They have they've they've looked solid under Heineke. He's what two and zero now? Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's two and zero since coming in. Um, but yeah, Mi- Minnesota right, yeah. takes this one because Washington's now four and four. 
They're uh, they're five hundred. Um, Minnesota, yeah, give me Minnesota. Give me Wash- Minnesota Washington's defense, uh, especially um, they straight away William Jackson, right? Yeah. So th- their secondaries may need a little help, and they're not going to be able to contain Justin Jefferson. Yeah, you've got uh, you got Fuller, and you've got uh, Ben St. Juice, who's terrible. Yeah, St. So Juice is yeah, no, he's not good. Um, yeah, Minnesota all day long. I think Jay Jettis has a huge day. For sure, for sure. And then we got Vegas at Jacksonville. I mean, how could, I, I can't bring myself to picking Vegas after how bad they just looked. Yeah, that, um, was, that was rough. Jacksonville at home, I've, I've just got to go Jacksonville here. Uh, it wouldn't shock me if Vegas comes out with a win, but I just can't bring myself to picking them after you come out like that. Um, Because of their uh, dud of a game last week against the Saints – I got to go with, with Vegas here just because the inconsistency that has been the NFL this season, like I, I touched on prior, um, Darren Waller might be back. Vegas just on paper they're they should be better than they are. You know, you and know that's why what's they aren't though, It's coming down to quarterback play. And I was a huge Derek Carr truther coming into the season. I thought he was going to be a top 10 fantasy quarterback as a lock pretty much bringing in Devontae Adams. And he just hasn't been good. They didn't cross midfield until like 345 left in the fourth quarter. Is it Derek Carr or is it Josh McDaniels being just a bad coach and, and drawing up horrible plays? It could be a mix of both, but Derek Carr just does not look good right now. Right, but he looked so good last year that... It you know makes me believe that maybe Josh McDaniels is the reason Derek Carr is having this this horrible year. Um, I don't know. Regardless, I just I'm going to Vegas. I don't think the Jags are going to be able to stop Josh Jacobs. I'm going to go with the Jags here. Um, next, we got Arizona or Seattle at Arizona. Yeah, this Seattle, is another one. Seattle coming off a big win. Seattle's really coming off win. a huge win. Arizona, which is why I have Arizona in Arizona. <laughs> And Arizona's coming off a pretty bad loss. Um, the offense actually didn't look too bad for the most part. Kyler had two pretty bad picks. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna go with Seattle here. Uh, I don't know why. I'm just I'm feeling it. Usually after a, a, it's it's everything always levels out in the NFL, right? It's the, the equilibrium of the NFL, and you know that's my theory here that that you know once there's a, a big week, you know. Like Seattle has, you, you come off a big win against the Giants. Uh, you're gonna have a down game. Yeah. Uh, you know, you're you're looking forward. You're so excited about this Giants win, and you kind of overlook the fact that now you're playing a divisional matchup against the Cardinals, who I think are a better team on paper. And I I think they're they're gonna choke a little bit here. Give me Arizona, uh, even though the new COD did come out, uh, and you know Kyler Murray might be a little distracted off the field. Yeah, but also, this is going to be a, a unique matchup uh, between Tariq Woolen and DeAndre Hopkins. It's going to be really interesting. I agree. I, I'm really excited to watch that. Yeah, it's you kind of get to see what Tariq Woolen is really made of in this one. Yep. Um, next, we got the Rams at Tampa. Another one we differ on. Yeah, it's another game where neither of these teams look good at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm just gonna go with the home team on this one. I'm gonna give me Tampa. I think Brady gets it done, but uh, I think this will be a very low scoring game. Well, this one came down to for me was I sat back and I looked at both offensive lines, and both of them are absolutely horrible. <laughs> um, so then I looked at okay, what about the opposing pass rush? 
Tampa loses Shaq Barrett for the year to torn Achilles. And then you have the Rams who have Aaron Donald, right. who's healthy. So the Rams offensive line might hold up against you know, you know a couple backup pass rushers that the the Bucks have, but are the Bucks offensive line going to be able to hold up, especially in the interior, where almost your entire interior's second string lineman going to be able to protect Tom Brady from Aaron Donald? That's true. So for for the, for that sole reason, I'm picking the Rams. Um, Cooper Cup is questionable. He does have that ankle uh, injury that's lingering a little bit. I think he will play. Um, will he have a big game? I'm not too sure, but I don't think that's going to matter. I think that the Rams defense is going to be dominant. I think you're correct. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. Uh, give me the Rams here. Yeah, I think this is just a battle of defenses. I am going with Tampa, though. Um, the Sunday night game, we got Tennessee at KC. Um, this is another one that could be a blowout. Yeah. I think Kansas City is just a much better team. I think Tennessee has not really played the greatest of teams. Right. Uh, and that that's why their record's so good. I mean, they do have a good coach, but KC is just, they're incredible. Um, Kadarius Tony might play. I think he could be in for a good game. Uh, you know, also, who's covering Travis Kelsey? No one. <laughs> exactly. I mean, Give me KC. Who, who in the league can cover Tra- Travis Kelsey outside of, like, Derwin James? Nobody. Right. Um, yeah, give me KC all day here. Then we got the Monday night game. We got Baltimore at New Orleans. Uh, New Orleans. Yeah, I'm going to go with Baltimore here. New Orleans is coming off a big shutout against the Raiders. Uh-huh. Um, however, I'm also going Baltimore. Uh, I just I don't think that they're going to be able to contain Lamar. And Baltimore, something about Baltimore is, has been off this year, though, I will say. Baltimore has not been putting up as many points as I originally thought they were going to. Um, Mark Andrews is going to be up for a tough matchup with Demario Davis. If he could even play. Is he questionable? He is. Ankle and shoulder right now. Um, I mean, it seems like he'll probably play. They're very hopeful that he will. Mm-hmm. If he doesn't, this could be a very, very close game. But I think... Uh, I, I think he ends up being the difference maker if he does play just his red zone his ability as a red zone threat is just too much um and i I think i think he scores two touchdowns if he does play um do you think roquan smith plays yes if roquan smith plays give me baltimore by 10 i think roquan plays i don't think he'll have as many snaps as he will next week but no, 100%. he'll he'll definitely have some packages in place because they did trade for him uh, early on enough to where you could get him into the facility, get him a little familiar with some of the packages, um, and if he if he does play, I think he'll be he'll be able to make a difference in the limited time that he is on the field. What's, He's just that good of a player. What's crucial for Baltimore is stopping Alvin Kamara. If they're able to stop Kamara, Baltimore wins this outright easily. Right. Um, David Ojabo is going to be activated. Uh, this is his first career game. And I think David Ojabo off the edge is going to provide a huge spark for that defense as well. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I, I think Baltimore's dominant here. Uh, let's jump into the parlay pick of the week. Yes. Uh, you can you can kick it off. All right. I am going to go with the Vikings minus 3.5, the Colts plus 5.5, the Bucks and Rams under 42.5, 
and the Lions, plus three for plus 1,258 odds. Lay down 10 bucks, win yourself a cool 125.80. Nice, nice. I, I do want to state before I, I go into mine is Griffin here, his part like pick of the week uh, hit last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one week I did not put down his parlay pick of the week in, in DraftKings, and it hits. Well, that's okay. Uh, might, have, might have been really, really bad, so don't blame me for not taking it. Yeah. Well, I didn't even take my own, but I was <laughs> I was one leg short. Um, my parlay pick of the week is uh, Miami minus five, Carolina plus seven, Chargers money line, and the Vikings money line for plus 809 odds. The odds are a little lower than I, I you know thought they might be, but you lay down $10, you're going to win a clean $80.90. Yeah. And time for the waiver wire watch. Wow, that was a little cringy. That was. Um, <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah, I'll kick it off with, we were just talking about the Ravens. Um, a key piece of the offense, especially with the banked up Mark Andrews, right now is going to be Demarcus Robinson. Yeah. Um, Rashad Bateman's out with another injury. Could be out for quite a while. Um, the receivers are going to need to step it up. You know, like we said, Andrews is banged up, and Lamar's going to have to throw the ball to somebody. Um, Robinson had eight targets, bringing in six catches for 64 yards against Tampa. The volume of targets is very eye-catching to me because it was a close game for a while. And with Andrews out, Robinson was the guy that was getting the bulk of the targets. Uh, Demarcus Robinson is only rostered in 2% of sleeper leagues, so he's more than likely available. Um, I like him as a strong flex play. Um, in this matchup against New Orleans. I mean, outside of Marcus Lattimore, the, the secondary is just not great. Um, in you know, you you got a guy that's going to be there for pretty much everyone on waivers. Um, you have people on a bye week. Yeah. Then, you know, I think it's great plug and play for this week. Yeah. Uh, it's clear that Lamar is starting to trust him a little more. Right. And uh, I think that's, that's going to be a huge factor. But uh, our next guy... Um, is a guy that was on our list last week, and he did deliver. He did. Uh, Evan Ingram, he caught four of six targets for 55 yards, and he did score a touchdown. Uh, this is great production from a tight end. Uh, Especially this year. Yeah. In a, in a season where most tight ends have been very inconsistent, uh, you know, aside from the, the few top ones like your Travis Kelsey's, yeah. um, Ingram is is definitely a great streamer. and, and right, could 100%. Pretend, could, potentially be a, a low-end tight end one if uh, he continues his production. Uh, Ingram now has six or more targets in the last four games, and he has consistently put up nine or more PPR points in those games. Um, Ingram is only rostered in 43% of Yahoo leagues, and I think he's a waiver priority for those of you who need a tight end. Yeah, 100%. He's uh, especially, even if you have a guy right now like Darren Waller who's been out the last couple of games and mm-hmm. still banged up, you're, you don't really know. Um, Evan Ingram is going to be a guy that could really step in and, and honestly even be more product- productive than a guy like Waller right now. Um, right. I, I do like Evan Ingram moving forward as a starting tight end in fantasy. He's just been consistently getting targets, um, which is a big thing right now, especially with a lot of these tight ends that aren't getting the targets. Right. Um, yeah, Evan Ingram, he's a, he's a guy. He is a guy. And uh, another guy that is quite a guy. Um, Khalil Herbert. I, I mean, it, it feels like every time this running back has an opportunity, he takes full advantage of it. A hundred percent. I mean, Herbert has statistically had an up and down season, uh, but so have the Bears. Uh, but the Bears have also been extremely dedicated to David Montgomery. Um, 
when the ball is in Herbert's hands, however, he delivers. He's this, explosive. Yeah, he, he's very explosive, and the Bears have kind of started to reward him for that. Uh, Clear Herbert has 10 or more carries in the last two games, has been getting a bulk of the receiving work. Uh, Herbert's rostered in 64% of Yahoo leagues, uh, but if he is out there in your league, you should definitely stack him as he's had 15 or more PPR points in each of his last two games and looks to be you know, more productive than his counterpart in David Montgomery. Right. A hundred percent. Khalil Herbert, why I like him so much for fantasy is not only the, the amount of touches that he's getting as a backup running as a, I guess, quote unquote backup at this point, it's kind of it's a running back. Com- Mike Fitty. Yeah. Committee for sure. Um, but the amount of carries, the volumes there, uh, strong flex play. But with those carries, he's able, he's, he's got the ability to break off the big runs. I yeah. talked about it last week when we were talking about Deontay Foreman, how when Foreman has the ball, the Panthers know that he has the big play ability. Right. Same thing goes with David Montgomery. You throw him in there, he's got the ability to break off a 50, 60 yard run. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if he could fall into the end zone, he's a, he's got the RB2 upside, I think. Um, I think the Bears will realize that the team has just been more efficient when he's in the backfield and especially like later in games i think he's got to be the guy that's in there because he's got the pass catching ability as well 100 percent. all right and another guy i guess the last one i've got a couple honorable honorable mentions um as my computer just crashed so i'm gonna need to look right over here real quick um rondell moore in three of his last four games rondell moore has eight plus targets and he's playing in almost every offensive snap um, he's coming off a game where the Cardinals offense looked solid in a loss, but you know, he brought in seven catches for 92 yards and the score, and he's only rostered in 52% of sleeper leagues. So in deeper leagues, wow. he could be out there. Only 52%. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. I wanted to add some theatrics. Oh yeah. He's, uh, he's available in, fi- or he's rostered in 52% of sleeper leagues. Sorry. My computer just turned back on. I'm not sure what happened. Um, but he's a very strong flex play moving forward and he's got wide receiver three, Borderline wide receiver two upside, in my opinion. Um, the volume. Oh, whoa! So we're going crazy over here. Something's, yeah. something's going, going on with wild. electronics. Uh, um, but yeah, you know, moving forward, I think Rondell Moore's volume is just huge in an offense like that. Where, sure, you have DeAndre Hopkins, um, but at the same time, he's been that number two guy in the offense where. The team's not very good. They've been in a lot of games where they're forced to pass the ball a lot. Yep. Um, so Rondell Moore out of the slot, and even when you put him out wide, he's just been effective. Um, I, moving I forward, I love him as a strong flex play. Definitely. Uh, that's until Marquise Brown returns. Right. Um, excuse me. But, uh, all right. Uh, I think that wraps up the waiver wire watch. You said you had some honorable mentions? Yeah, some honorable mentions real quick. Uh, Justin Fields has got to be on there right now. Yeah, um, Fields. Fields is available in a lot of leagues. Um, I could, I don't know the exact number, but he's. I, mean, I, I, I believe it was before. like. I believe he's a. He's only rostered in twenty five percent of the leagues when I was just looking at him before, and so I. I mean, moving forward, like I've been saying, or he's, he's rostered in forty two percent, not twenty four. Anyways, he's he's Reverse available in over half of leagues. On uh, this is on sleeper, um, but the the running ability. I mean, it just brings so much upside to him. Yeah. Uh, you've you've got to roster him, um, especially if you have a your starting quarterback in a bye week and he's there. He's got to be the number one option to grab off waivers. And, uh, yeah. I think that wraps it up. 
Um, thank you guys so much for watching. Don't forget to check us out on socials. We're at Ice Bath Sports on Instagram and TikTok. I at Ice Bath Pod on Twitter. And you could follow along the YouTube version of this podcast on the Ice Bath Sports Podcast YouTube page. We're posting daily content on all platforms. So make sure you leave a like and subscribe. And as always, we'll see you next Tuesday and stay, stay cool. cool.